Hello and welcome to Rock My Life Halftime. I'm Christian John and this is the show that goes behind the scenes of my nearest and dearest rugby friends and I get the chance to ask them those vital questions that you are just dying to know. So let's take out those mouth guards, drink plenty of water and make use of that tea. Welcome to Rock My Life Halftime. Hello, and another week has gone by since we had our last halftime, and yet we are back again with James, Justin, Matt, and myself to talk more about some of the questions that you've been dying to know, and a little bit more gossip in terms of the world of rugby. Now this week, again, I've still been doing my TikToks, so hopefully you've managed to check some of them out. Yeah, it might be embarrassing, but it's all a bit of fun, and it's all in light-hearted spirit as we're all stuck in lockdown. Now, I don't know about you, but after watching Boris's update recently, I don't know where I'm coming or going. I don't know whether to go to work, not go to work, go outside, don't go outside, see people, don't see people, have exercise, don't do exercise. So let's see what the boys have been doing during their lockdown. James, what have you been up to recently? Um, I'm, still, I'm still working, obviously, I'm a teacher, uh, so I'm still going into work uh, three days a week. But um, I'm working from the other two. But um, then just doing exercise mainly, uh, just lots and lots of running. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not it's been pretty boring. But I'm trying to try to keep some sort of routine going. Um, yeah, but because you're hoping to do a, a marathon in is it a full marathon? Or uh, just, marathon? just a half to start with. Like I say, I, before lockdown, I hadn't done any running before ever, um, and now I, I I've literally just done a a week challenge on um how far i could run and end up running five uh five half marathons in a week um so wow. my, legs, wow. <laughs> my legs currently hate me uh right now but um so i've gone from basically not running i've basically done everything that every every textbook tells you not to do i've basically done um so um from nothing to now running quite a lot so quite confident when it comes to my uh, September when I do the path marathon were, should be fine because you were suffering with a leg injury recently weren't you so it's quite impressive uh, yeah I think that's part I think that's partly why it's sort of been a big motivator to be honest because I've had a lot of seizing out with uh, hip or hip 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 flexor issues and then machine splints and this that and the other all, all down legs and now they're feeling fresh again and I was gutted I couldn't play rugby so actually getting out and doing something is actually making me feel a little bit better um but as well with the with the half marathon i'm doing in september that's all to raise money for the stroke association uh which is obviously quite a important charity to me and my family um, so we um so yeah so i've got a, quite a, a lot of motivation at the moment to get my running out and stuff so hopefully a marathon next year hopefully and do you have like a just giving page or are you gonna uh, I, do, I do yeah i do um can't remember its name right now. <laughs> I think it's Pingu Runs or something. It's on my bio line in my Instagram page anyway. So, so if anyone wants to donate, it's on there. I'll add it in. I'll add it in at the end if you send it. Perfect. To me. And Justin, what have you been up to? 
Um, so work has kept me quite busy. I think being the newbie, uh, you know, uh, at the office and well, not at the office, really starting from home, but, um, work's been keeping me busy, but apart from work, I've been, um, doing quite a bit of workout from home. Um, I've re I've been experimenting with my old recipes, baking recipes to see if I can improve them any further. Uh, so I've got a lot of treats for you guys when I come back up. <laughs> Lush. Yes. Uh, and I recently started roller skating, so that was fun. It's very um, 90s. Yeah, it was very 90s. You know, I was thinking, like, I would get, like, a boom box and I would just be roller skating down the street. It would look dead cool. And I tried it on the street, I think, for the first time on Saturday. And within two minutes, I crashed into a thorn bush. So, especially <laughs> <laughs> you, like, like proper like 80s gear, like disco, like, 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 like full on like short shorts, um, with a headband on and leg warmers. That's it. That's what... Basically, the like the one one eight man. A little bit more glamorous, I imagine, with you, Justin. Obviously, uh, I'm probably shorter shorts. Um, I mean, you know me with my shorts, so. <laughs> So yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it now with like Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send I you guys brought, a video later. <laughs> and have you found just in that a lot of people are doing exercise around you, or are you quite isolated where you live? Um, from I mean, where I live right now, lots of people are going running. So you do see a lot of runners out on the street. Um, and my running route takes me to. Tower Bridge and London Bridge and then back home so that takes me about it's about 11k I think yeah about that um not 11k sorry I'm talking crap it's about 8k um so but once you get to sort of like central London so along London Bridge and Tower Bridge I have seen quite a lot of people exercising there um so I tend to avoid it at the busiest of times because the uh the two meter rule isn't always um presence put it that way for people there so um it, 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 for me I just feel a little bit uneasy and I had someone say you know six feet apart is better than six feet under so you know that's true absolutely and Matt what have you been able to because I know obviously you're a nurse so you've been very very engaged in work and it's been very difficult for you but when you've been off work what have you done to kind of relax yourself um well I literally haven't done anything um i haven't been working out i haven't been baking i'm literally spending all of my time like sleeping or like relaxing you know watching tv or eating loads of food or anything you know anything that just makes me feel better <laughs> like i'm not i'm not gonna put myself through extra stress about worrying what i look like right now because um everyone's in the same boat sort of thing so is your take on what's being announced matt um, it's it's very vague, you know. There isn't much direction to it. I don't really understand why they've changed the slogan from, you know, stay at home, protect the NHS, um, to stay alert. Like that doesn't really mean anything, you know. Like observe social distancing measures. We're going to be having to observe social distancing for months and months, you know, throughout all of the different stages that they outlined in that Nando's fucking escalation thing. <laughs> there's a load of rubbish i mean 
Uh, the, the, the only reason why they're looking at easing the lockdown now is because there is space in hospitals to take more people. So if the infection rate does go back up, yeah, they'll they'll probably re-implement lockdown measures. But it's not, it's it's only because there is the capacity now in hospitals to admit more people. So um, it's it's more of a you need to be smart and look after your own health and what you think is probably uh, the better idea. You know, if you don't feel safe going back to work because of you know, your colleagues been off sick and, and they're still not feeling well, then you should probably stay away. So we're going to move on now <clears throat> to kind of more positive things and so a little bit more uh, in terms of what's going to happen after lockdown. So thinking of, imagine that everything can is back to normal, probably in a couple of months time, but we're allowed to do things that we would normally do in a general routine. What would be the first thing that you're looking forward to doing after lockdown, Justin? Oh, easily coming back to see you voice like first thing on the list honestly um yeah miss you guys so much i think that's one of the things i've missed most is seeing you guys hanging out with you guys and obviously uh saturday nights and tomos as well because that was just yeah um but also i never thought i would miss eating out at restaurants so much like i i just crave going out for a meal so um i think going out for a nice meal and seeing you boys would be uh, the first thing that uh, that is yeah on my list Matt what about you uh, obviously seeing you guys you know um, just meeting up and socializing just actually seeing each other and being able to just chat for hours about nothing um, you know I'm, I am missing just not feeling like I have to be aware all the time you know I, I'm obviously working quite a lot but uh, I'm sort of on high alert all the time about what I'm doing. And then even when, when I leave work, you've still got that sense of you've got to watch like in the supermarkets, making sure that you're uh, the correct distance away. Like I just want not to have to feel under pressure about every action that I'm doing. Um, I do feel when you go to the shops that people are really good at doing the social distancing, queuing up where there's like the lines on the floor. And I think being British, we've got that under, you know, under our thumb already. But as soon as you go inside the shop, it's just mayhem. Like people forget to kind of go the right way around the shop. And I, for one, have kind of constantly looking at the floor going, which way do I need to go? And then you forget something. You're like, oh, it's like, you know, doing Pac-Man around the supermarket. You have to like avoid everybody and go the right way and try and get everything that you want in the quickest time possible. But yeah, people are just like reaching over you and they have no idea where you've been. Yeah. Um, no idea like where they've been either. So it's just, I, I, that, I agree. I would love to go to a shop and not have to worry about who's sitting next to me or stood next the to me. The one thing that really stresses me out about um, you people going out wearing masks and gloves, it really stresses me out because it, I don't understand why people are doing it because it gives them a sense of invulnerability, which it isn't. Um, you know, if you if you are wearing gloves while you go around the whole supermarket, it's it's not protecting you. You're still touching loads of different things and passing, potentially passing the virus between various different items. You know, it, and then if you go to another shop and you've still got the same pair of gloves on, it is, it's absolutely absolutely ridiculous. You know, you've got to follow the guidance of washing your hands where you do actually kill the virus. You know, wearing gloves for multiple tasks makes no sense. I mean, I personally do wear gloves when I go to the supermarket and I, I totally know where you're getting, where that came from. 
But what I'm worried about is if I was touching surfaces, you know, like just naturally you do kind of touch your face and like brush something you might have felt or something like that. So, but I don't have the opportunity to wash my hands while I'm in the supermarket. So what is the best thing to do? I mean, you could always take some alcohol um, hand gel with you. It's pretty low on, uh, you won't be able to find it anywhere. Everywhere's sort of sold out or got, got low stock on it. I mean, if you're just going into one shop and then going home, I suppose you wash your hands when you leave, wash your hands when you come home, try and minimise touching your face, that sort of thing. But if you're going to go from one shop to another, I don't know, go and drop some shopping off for your neighbour or whatever, you know, those are different tasks. You shouldn't be wearing gloves throughout the whole thing, you know, because you then have that sense of invulnerability where, oh, I've got gloves on, I'm not going to get it sort of thing the masks is a little bit different because you aren't the masks don't stop you from getting it it stops you from passing it on to someone else so there is some benefit to that but wearing gloves in 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 a supermarket and then going to a different supermarket and then another one or you know if you're trying to find toilet paper or rice or pasta or whatever and you have to go to loads of different places you shouldn't be wearing the same pair of gloves each time you know, you should just go to one shop, do your shop, and go home. Fair enough. And, James, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, I suppose that? now I'm going to have to say that to you guys after everyone else has said it. I feel like that's a bit harsher than saying that. Obviously, you've seen you guys. But, um, um, yeah, just being able to go out without and see my friends and spend time outside with my friends. Like, things like where, like, normally this time of year, we'd be, like, Maybe on Canal Street, sat outside on the bars in the sun, and I'm like in the beer gardens and things like that, and it'd be really nice. When you're at the moment, like, like I get out in the sun from my runs and stuff, but that's about it. So um, yeah, so it'd be nice to actually spend some time in the sun with people. So yeah, and obviously seeing yeah, you guys sitting outside the uh, judging everyone that's walking. Yeah, past. obviously with sunglasses on. So no, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I love people watching. <laughs> You can always tell your type. Pick up your jaw. Oh, we know you do, Christian. (laughs) Sorry, watching it's gawping, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you've got you've got a type, and you can always tell when they walk past because yeah, oh yeah. And even when you got even even when you've got sunglasses on, it doesn't stop you seeing the head turn. No, after a few gin and tonics, I'm anything. Okay, so the next question that we've got from Instagram. If you could play any team, who would it be and why? Well, this is where like, you get hated by other teams for not saying them. Um, I thought, for me, probably the Bulls, uh, the Birmingham Bulls. Um, I, I've always liked playing them. Like, it's always friendly. There's no, there's no bad blood between the teams. It's just, and it's a great laugh afterwards. Like, everyone gets on. And it's um, yeah, and I think the members of the, that team that I've known for years. So I think you're probably the Bulls for me, but yeah. Matt, what about you? Um, do you know what we we've played the Northern teams quite a bit. I'd like to play some of the Southern teams, sort of outside of a, a tournament um, situation, and you know have like a, a mini tour to like um, one of the cities down south and play a few of them you know I, we were looking at doing that potentially before lockdown started but um yeah maybe like a little mini um 
like tore away to I don't know, like the West Country Wasps or the Bisons or um, even even to London to, for the, with the Steelers. So, yeah, so probably I'd be more excited to play like uh, one of the Southern teams that we've not played before. I'm with Matt on this because we've not played a lot of the Southern teams outside of a, you know, like Bingham or Union Cup capacity. So I think it'll be nice if we can play some Southern teams and, you know, Matt said last time that, you know, he's got, you know, he quite likes to look up uh, some of the Bisons. So maybe we should play the Bisons and see them in real life. Oh, he just his eye on someone. <laughs> I have not, thank you very much. No, Matt, it was you that was all uh, thirsty. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I think it would be a nice idea to kind of go down to the, the Southern teams. And, and I'm quite looking forward to eventually playing the Stags because uh, last week they did the fundraiser. Um, for a charity, I can't remember which charity it was now, but they did a Zoom uh, quiz, and I kind of figured, oh, there'll probably be like all stag players just involved in it. But then when I logged on, there were people from like all sorts of different teams, and it was great to see each other. And they did a really cool thing that they put you into like breakout rooms through Zoom, so you were just on your own, and. So just that you'd be safe. <laughs> you have to... Thanks. <laughs> you don't have to kind of defend yourself and just come up with the answers yourself. You get put into groups and you can um, talk about your answers and decide you know, the, the correct answer because you might have somebody who's really good at history or somebody good at geography. They don't know that beforehand, but they just kind of randomly assign you to, to certain groups. And it was really good. And they had... Um, a couple of their local uh, drag acts as sort of intervals. And then they had Mary Mack at the end that did a, a number and revealed the winners. Um, and our group came third out of 11, I think it was, or fourth. So, but it was really good fun. Um, but there are a lot of people that I know who have come from other teams to join the Stags. Um, so it'd be really good fun to eventually play them. Anyway... Moving on to our next part, we're going to think about rugby players that we really fancy. And I've challenged Matthew, Justin and James to think about who they would have as their top 10 rugby players. So I know that you've some of you have got a list ready. So we'll go with Justin. Who is your top 10 and why? Well, I've only <laughs> got six. <laughs> um... Six is all you need. Six is all I need. Um, so my these are in no particular order. So my first one is Robbie Henshaw. Um, can I just say like Irish boy next door looks same age. He's like so tall and he's just and his accent is just beautiful. So um, he yeah he's that he definitely made the cut. Uh, Cam Dolan who uh, who plays for I think one of the American teams now. Or no, he played for one of the Canadian teams. And um, he's a forward, so, you know, big and bulky. Uh, six at six, which is just great for reaching the top shelf. So um, he seems super fun and down to earth. And he's like your typical American boy. So quite like that. Um, my third one is Anthony Watson. Um, he's got great style. And those legs are just insane. Like, he's insanely fast as well. Um, and it turns out he actually... Um, went to school quite near my old school. So, you know, the thought of the fact that we could have, we might have ran into each other at some point. So, um, and then my fourth one is, 
Damien Delande uh, from South Africa is just, oh, he's just like the definition of tall, dark and handsome, great eyes. Uh, and he tells really bad jokes and he's got a really, really like nice accent. It's just really, yeah. Uh, fifth one is Jamie Roberts. Uh, he's very tall and he's a doctor. So I don't need to say any more. Like, I think, you know, it's, it's a running joke that everyone knows I want to marry a doctor. So, you know. Um, and my sixth one is the Irish prop, Andrew Porter, and he's basically just a tank, like an absolute tank. And yeah, I don't have much else to say. <laughs> just before you uh, get a soggy bottom, let's move on to Matt. <laughs> um, there's some crossovers, some crossovers. I completely agree with Robbie Henshaw. Like, oh, just he's beautiful. He's beautiful. He, I imagine he's got... <clears throat> really nice Irish accent as well. Um, and we're around the same age, you know, so it's, it's more, um, it's more doable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I have this massive crush on Tom Curry, um, who obviously plays for England, but he plays for sale sharks, um, uh, as flanker. And he is, he's not traditionally attractive, I don't know what it is about him that I find really attractive. But yeah, he's like my secret crush. Um, I'm not that keen on uh, Owen Farrell. Like, don't think he's that attractive, to be perfectly honest. However, George Ford, much prettier. Much, much prettier. So I've got him as well. Um, Lee Halfpenny, obviously. Those curls are just... Oh, he's he's beautiful. Um Danny Cipriani, of course. Like, I couldn't not have him on the list. Um, and then Jonathan Joseph. I'm uh, going to have to pick um, another England player. Like, most of my list of the England team. Like, if I could just go into those changing rooms, like, I, I would be a happy boy. Um, and then I've also got uh, Danny Kerr and George North, um, who, obviously, he plays for Wales. Um, so most of them are like Northern Hemisphere. I've not gone as far out as uh, as Justin has because I'm not a big fan of the Americans. Okay. Uh, and okay. So like last week, I, I basically told you three of my ultimate men were Danny Kerr, Chris Robshaw and Ben Cohen because like, I was really struggling last week to decide who I'd marry, snog and avoid. Um, so there's them three. Um, things like Ben Cohen and his charity uh, stand, the stand-up foundation and stuff like that. That's just, oh, it's beautiful. Um, and then you've got then you've got Lee Halfpenny, like Matt said, um, who again is just beautiful. And then if you've seen him with his baby, it's there's something about that that really makes it. I agree, with George North definitely. Uh, again, I I'd go. I would say yes to Owen Farrell personally. I think Owen Farrell's hot. Um, which again brings me to the fact that I used to have a really weird crush on his dad, which is a little bit weird. I used to have oh, a crush on his dad, like James. an older man crush on Andy Farrell um, when back when he was a rugby league player. Um, See, I I just couldn't get over the accent. We would have the same accent, and we sound dumb. Uh, so. Nah. Uh, I, I, yeah, the only downside <laughs> is I'm gonna say, say Helen's fine when it comes to rugby league, so then it's meh. yeah. <laughs> so we'd have massive issues there, I feel. 
Oh. Uh, and then, yeah, again, Robbie Henshaw. Even though he's younger than me, I think, yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, there's mine. so, would you... I'm going to now... This is according to a website called rock.co.uk, but it does say that it was a UK poll of the uh, top 20 hottest gay rugby players. And I kind of feel like I'm doing the... Uh, Top 20 countdown from Top of the Pops. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Are you serious? You don't know what Top of the Pops is? I, I vaguely remember, like, did they do a CD? Like... They do a CD? They're not a group. <laughs> no, I know they're not a group, but did they do, you know, like a compilation? It used to be on like... TV. They did, yeah. They, they, But they did do CDs. It was a little bit like, uh, now that's what I call music. I don't know what it would right. be, like 1005, whatever it is now. They seem to bring out... <laughs> three every year but no the top of the pops was a show where it was before youtube and um you know all these like halftime shows and things like that people would go on to bbc and watch top of the pops and you'd have all like the top like i don't know top five or top ten um artists that they would perform in this studio and although like the the uh, the artists would be live but the way that the crowds would be dancing, sometimes they would literally be dancing to silence, just the way that it's edited. <laughs> and then they would impose the music Can we point out that Matt and Justin so, are only a few uh, years younger than us, and <laughs> we're having to explain Top of the Pops. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, right, I was in Hong Kong when that properly happened, I don't so think I'm excused. No, 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 Top of the Pops has been going for decades. It Let me quickly be stopped, like, Let me find out. It must have been, like... Though. If it was early 2000s, then I wouldn't have a clue. I mean, it was early 2000s. 2006. It was still going until, like... So, okay. 1964 so I to 2006. Been, I would have been 11. Yeah, yeah I, I would have been... Well, maybe it was different. That's what it is. God, I feel no. like I'm back in school teaching kids. <laughs> I took him to the International... Uh, not International, Industry and Science Museum in Manchester, and there was, a, like, a computer... <laughs> Um, show going on and they were showing them all like the different things and like they showed them the um, you know the three and a half inch floppy disks and Matt I swear to god if you say you don't know what that oh, is no, I remember like... those I mean I never used one but I do remember <laughs> oh they, we, we... <laughs> we had to use them for IT I, don't think I think I ever used like I remember my mum had some with like pictures on but you could only store like five pictures on one <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, I was the height of cool when uh, sometime in school we were taking our homework on these three and a half inch floppy disks yeah. and put them into the computer. Yeah. What? Homework on what? floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean that that was right. like, that was the start of like innuendo bingo because they were like, oh, insert your three and a half inch. <laughs> 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 I have never. Maybe not three and a half inches. Two seconds. Excuse me. <laughs> yep. I've never felt so old in my life. It sounds like a very British day. Eurovision. Like every so often we have like acts and everyone yeah. in the crowd would be dancing. It sounds like a very British, like only Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to go with it because people listening might remember it, and if they don't, then fuck them. But, okay, so we're going to do the top 20 most hottest rugby player guys, and I've got a little bit of theme music, so those of you who are listening that do remember Top of the Pops, I'm sure you'll enjoy it.
Okay, so at number one, and I'm quite confused about this. I probably wouldn't say this, but it's Jaden Hayward from Italy. Um, for those of you that like a bit of a beard, I'm sure you'd go for him. I mean, he is quite tall. Beard and he goals. Is, yeah. What? His beard is absolute goals. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go for someone without much beard, but, you know, it's not for me. At yeah. number two yeah. is George yeah. Ford. Which I can kind of understand, but I said number two, but yeah, he's probably come with the. (laughs) 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 But I would say he's probably the complete opposite because he's got no facial hair whatsoever. Mm. He is very pretty. Then number three is Cody Taylor from New Zealand. Now he is a bit of a hunk. Then Mm. at number four we have Damien De. I presume I'm saying this right, Damien De Alland. Uh, from oh. South Africa, so at number four, very, very oh. dishy. Then at number five, we have Pierre-Louis Barassi. I hope I'm announcing these right. He's from France, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell from that name. <laughs> then at number six, we have nah, Owen don't Farrell. See who don't see it. Dishy. Beautiful. I don't. Then at number seven, yeah. we have Robbie Henshaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Then with number eight, we have Chris Harris. From Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then at number nine, and this is more my taste, but Dean Budd from Italy, although he's not originally from Italy, um, he is Australian, but <clears throat> he now plays for Italy. He is very, very hungry indeed. Then Ooh. at number 10, I really hope I'm announcing this right, is Georgie Kivaslaitsi. Georgia. I probably said that completely wrong and I do apologise but my enunciation of foreign names is awful uh, then at number 11 we have Jeff Hustler from Canada uh, he looks like your very sort of surfer boy yeah he's not for me not, that's the, not really for me but we'll go to the chart I, I I just don't think I've ever not that I don't find them attractive, because I do, but I, I don't think I could date someone with very long hair. It's just not for me. Mm. Then at number 12, we have Amanaki Mafi from Japan. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think Justin needs to redesign his list. Maybe add a number seven. Yeah. Whew. And then at number 13, we have Manu Tulagi. Manu yep. Tulagi, yeah. Tulagi. Manu Tulagi, yeah. And then number 17 is Anthony Watson. I would have probably placed him a little higher than 17 out of 20. Oh, I would have placed him way higher than 17. I mean, there's loads and loads of players <laughs> you could have had, but I'm glad that he's on the list anyway. Then at 18, we have Ben Valavola. From Fiji, and then at nineteen is Cam Dolan. Yes, yes. And then finally at twenty we have David Kev- Kachiv. How do you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, I well, yes, I would. <laughs> doesn't matter. Name doesn't we'll matter. With, we'll go with David Kachivara <laughs> from Georgia, but he also he's got just the right amount of facial hair and a very very good body on him as well. So there we have it. That is the unofficial, but we'll go with official top twenty hunks of rugby union. I agree with some. There's a few like Lee Halfpenny should have been on there. 
definitely. Uh, yeah. um, and Danny Kerr should have been on there, definitely. Yeah. And Danny Kerr, definitely. So, yeah, Danny yes. Kerr should have been on there. I have to say Danny Kerr is still my number one. <laughs> so what do you think about those answers? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your top 10 rugby players? Let us know by messaging on Instagram or on Facebook. So now it's time for my favourite round where we do truth or dare, and this time it's Justin. Okay, so let's go with Justin. Truth or dare? Um, the worst day I've been on was probably it. It, it was a few, like a good few years back. Um, I think it was like summer two thousand and fourteen. That one I remembered properly was because, um, so I was back in Hong Kong over summer. And um, so I got talking to this guy and uh, he asked me out on a date. And he said, oh, you know what? I'd like, like to take you to this restaurant in a very expensive hotel, uh, which is, you know, very well known for a steak. And I thought, yes, finally got myself a sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> And he wasn't even that old. Oh, wow. He was like 30. Um, I'm glad you're like, <laughs> saying that 30 is not old. But old enough to be a sugar daddy. <laughs> Just to put it up, not that old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, and then so, you know, I got all dressed up, let him take me to the restaurant. and um, And then he got there and then he was like, and each steak, I'm not joking, it was about 110 quid each steak. So as a student, I wasn't going to have that much money to spare on a dinner. Um, and then he was like, oh, should we just share one? And I was like, what? And he was like, should we just share a steak? I was like, you're so stingy, as unreal. And I was like, oh, of course, yes, let's go for, you know, let's share one and see what it's like. We shared one. And then at the end of the uh, of the date, he asked me to split the bill. And I was just like, you do not ask someone and take them out to a like, fancy, expensive restaurant to ask them to split the bill. I mean, so... uh, let, let's kind of open that up. I mean, if we were to go on a date, I mean, fair enough, like, I see where you're coming from. Like, if, if you've asked, you know, if I've asked somebody, can I take them on a date? I guess the wording isn't that you are taking them. Yeah. The, it, might be assumed that you would be paying for it, but James, Matt, what would you say when you were going? Um, I don't know if that's right or not, but I generally just assume it's going to be 50 50. Um, maybe maybe See, someone, I, I... <laughs> no, sorry, maybe maybe, maybe someone's had the same reaction as me on a, as a Justin on a date with me. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, to me, it's like, yeah, it's 50 50, <laughs> like, especially on a first date because like you don't know each other that well at that point, I can imagine. So just yeah yeah see that's the thing i'm with james on this like if i go on dates with other people i would usually just split it 50 50 or expect it to be 50 50 but it was the fact that they said i would like to take you to this restaurant and it's known to, like it's known to be expensive yeah, that's yeah. what i was a little bit like mm, okay. i i, Matt, how do you I think that yeah justin in the fact that if you are like i think if you get asked on a date or you ask someone on the date whomever is you know the one organizing it is the one that is responsible to, to pay. You know, you sort of, 
designing a night let's say for example you know you go into dinner you go into a movie whatever and you that is you taking them out to spend time with you so you're you're paying for that but then i mean when you become more serious you know if you if you are properly dating you know it's going really well you're a few weeks months in you then get together as boyfriends then I think it evolves onto a 50-50 sort of, okay, I like your company, let's do stuff together. And then you you, you split it 50-50 when, when you've got past the whole, like, courting aspect. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. I think that the whole stereotype of one person paying for, you know, like with a traditional couple, it used to be the case where the, the, the man would pay. Um, and obviously with a gay relationship that's a little bit more awkward because you're both male but I think that I do agree that you know if you insinuate that you are asking them out on a date then that you are paying for that evening but I also think that you then have to make sure that it's fair so if you do have a second date then perhaps it's your turn to kind of yeah um and so on and then yeah what matt said about being 50 50 but i think i've always kind of gone on dates and assumed that it would be 50 50 but then if they turn around say oh no no no, i'm paying for it i'm kind of thinking oh my god (laughs) (laughs) see that's the thing like we like you know when when you go on a date with someone you would say oh less you know split it 50 50 if they insist on paying you would say oh i'm gonna get you know Mm -hmm. what i'll get drinks or like yeah i'll get whatever snakes (laughs) i think for me it's like i always feel i need to feel like i'm paying my way so if someone offers, like, I will have to get them something in return. If... So there's been some negativity on social media around gay rugby and the identity of the rainbow flag. Now, to me, it's up to anybody what they see in the rainbow flag and whether they want to change it, that's up to them. So I want to ask the people on the show what their identity is and if they could create their flag just for themselves, what would they have on it? For me, I actually thought about this and I think it's quite a difficult, um, difficult thing to do because I think, you know, for, for the LGBT community where we have the rainbow flag, it represents our sexuality. But to me, I my identity is a lot more than just my sexuality. It's my, you know, my personality, my friends, my family, my interactions with society. Um, so for me, I, I like to, if I were to make something like a flag that would make people associate them with me or, you know, think of me, um, they would identify it, you know, as me. I'll probably just put like a nerd, you know, that nerdy smiley face, <laughs> geeky guy with the glasses and just like yeah. two teeth out. Do you know that yes. emoji that I'm talking about? I think that would just be me. Like, I would just pop a bit of hair on that and that would just be me. Like, I just like to make some... Like, I think I want people to associate me with something easygoing, happy. Um, and obviously, I want, you know, a Chinese slash... Not Chinese, a Hong Kong flag in the background because that's where I'm oh, from. And also rainbow flags to represent my community. <laughs> and lots of penguins because I love penguins. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe you can have a joint nationality. Um... Again, I don't oh my god, know. yes. James, what would you do? If it was just for me, we call that like some sort of like collage of like pictures of all my friends and my family, sort of in the background, and then with like a penguin. Um, because, because of my nickname being Pingu, um, I'd probably go with like a penguin, and that's just for <laughs> shits and giggles, throw a wedding dress on it as well. So, 
so yeah, so yeah, so let's have a picture of all my friends and family like collaged in the background with probably a penguin on there somewhere. You know what? I would That's probably it. just stick with <laughs> Matt, the rainbow flag because you know it's it's a good re- representation of you know my sexuality, but also it's being used currently at the moment. You know, the the rainbow is a symbol of the NHS and a symbol of. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a critical care nurse and ECMO specialist, so it is a big part of who I am. So I would just stick with that because it's a big catch-all. You know, it's recognisable. <clears throat> Obviously, my friends and family are, are a large part of who I am, but I would probably just stick with the rainbow flag because I like it. That's so much better answer than mine. <laughs> hey, you're a little bit <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Christian, what would be yours? Okay, I'm probably like a bit of everybody. So, like, I really like, um, obviously, you've all been to my house. So, the union flag is, is kind of like, I do really like it. I think it's very, not that it, not that I'm patriotic. I guess I am, but not like hardcore patriotic. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's a really iconic visual um so it'd probably be like that there in there somewhere um but there would be maybe like in the gaps there would be different things that kind of relate to me so obviously there'll probably be like a rugby ball in there somewhere um there would be like an apple or a book or something to relate to education um maybe like one of those winky face emojis because i'm probably (laughs) quite cheeky um in a good way yeah um but yeah i think it would be it may be the union flag, but in a rainbow, if I'm kind of stealing Matt's idea, because again, the identity of my sexuality is quite prominent and I enjoy embracing it. Certainly, I wouldn't have had that at all when I was younger. I think it would have been a lot more boring um, looking back. But certainly now it would be very vivid, very colourful. And uh, there'd, oh, there'd yeah, probably definitely. be some high heels in there as well, I'd imagine. And a weave. A weave, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that wig. <laughs> that thirsty ratty thing. Well, that's all we've got time for on this halftime show. Thank you again to Matt, Justin, and James for all your little gossip on those answers. Tune in next week for another episode of Rock My Life Halftime.